Joining us this morning on KMLJ at 735 is no stranger to the Twin Cities community. He is the esteemed leader of Summit Academy OIC. Good morning, Mr. Lewis King. Hello, Freddie. How are you? Unbelievable. And you, if I were to say two or more, what would you say? I'd say that's a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) How did two or more come about? Tell us about that. Actually, um, Dave Maley and Dave Patton uh, got together at Ascension and had kids like uh, Willie Lumpkins and Chuck Chisel and De'Ami King and others start painting the houses of the elderly and handicapped. And um, I was resigning my commission from the Army, and I joined them in my 95. We merged with TCOIC that was struggling to keep its doors open. And um, here we are today, Summit Academy OIC, vibrant, strong, and ready for the future. Twin Cities OIC back in the day, that's been a couple decades ago or more? 1995 is when um, I led the merger uh, between two or more and TCOIC informed summit in 1996. We had the youth build program. We had the Somali success program. We had a neighborhood youth corps. We got rid of the, uh, youth stuff to focus on construction and healthcare because, uh, the, in 2003, the demographer said we're going to have a demographic shift by 2013. On the march, we helped build all three stadiums, sparked high Minnesota, got involved with the tornado recovery, and became the largest construction train in the region. It's, it's been a, a ride. It has been, uh, you've just constantly evolved. And how did it come that uh, you are, I mean, you you stood up the AACRT, before that the NCRT, and you've gone beyond the classroom. What uh, made you see that it's important to go beyond the classroom with reg- regular instructional training, maybe even GED, to a broader scope that encompassed both cities? Well, you you can't exist on an island as an institution and expect to have the support of the people or have meaningful relationships. And given the deep talent base that we had and the resources you know, we, we felt that it was incumbent upon us to get involved with the tornado, to get involved when the um, pandemic hit or to organize hire. Uh, it, it's not enough just to collect the check. It's not enough to just get the accolades. you got to get in there and work with people like Mel Reeves, yourself, and others to educate, organize, and mobilize people. And it has really worked. You know, some of it is about their education and training, but if you're not doing the right thing, we will fire you up and go get our friends and have a talk about it until we get it right. And now you are the newly minted president, national president of the Opportunities Industrialization Center. How did that come about? Well, um, you know, Dr. Sullivan founded the OICs in the mid-60s out of struggles. We were eating all the tasty cakes, but we couldn't <laughs> um, drive the trucks. We couldn't work in this bakery. We couldn't do anything, right? This is out in Philly. So he was my kind of guy, man. He let a protest shut him down. The people went to him and said, what do you want? He said, jobs. They said, what can you do? Nothing. So he bought the first OIC with $1 and abandoned jail. 
in the day we have 31 affiliates, but like so many um, of the civil rights organizations, we, we struggle um, to keep up, you know, and so this opportunity came up and I had been thinking about uh, retiring and just getting out of the game, but if if called, I will answer the bell. And um, that's exactly what I've done now. I'm serving as, remaining as CEO of Summit. Leroy West, who's been with me for 18 years, is now the president and will run all day-to-day operations. My job is politics and money and resources and broad relationships. And at OIC of America, we're devising a strategy uh, to go into the forgotten places, find the forgotten people, and connect them to the opportunities that are out there today. Wow. So that's, is that a part of your vision? Yes. You see, we are where we were for black folks. And let me just say this to black folks, right? Listen, we're winning. <laughs> we came in as property for a couple hundred years. By 1865, we were free. 50 years later, we um, started the Great Migration. Within 50 years, Brown v. Topeka, Kansas, within 11 years, Voting rights set within 43 years. Barack Obama, 12 years later, uh, we got a female black president, vice president, and we got a pandemic, a technological uh, explosion, and the boomers are aging. Flat out arithmetic. Boomers have four kids in the family. There are only two today. So the doors of opportunity are open. However, much like the slaves in Texas who didn't know they were free, Black folks are not connected to the opportunity, so we got to reach out and convince them that, hey, this is the thing to do. In addition, though, this country is, is in trouble, and we can't be divided. So I'm devising a strategy that focuses also on rural areas because the problems with the people in the rural or greater Minnesota or wherever um, are the same as people in the inner city. They're isolated uh, socially, isolated economically, and frustrated. And that's what we're seeing on TV. And folks are puffing lies into them, whether that's the gangs or whether that's the people on talk radio and television. And so we got to give them hope and let them know there's a brighter future. And we can do it, but it's not going to be easy. How does self-determination about voting figure into this? I just saw where the former First Lady Michelle Obama is pushing for a million new voters to get registered ahead of these 2022 midterms. It's called When We All Vote. Does your perch as the president of OIC America speak to this? Absolutely. You know, um, if you look at the progress of African Americans, um, you know, you got to measure it in three ways, socially, um, economically and politically, all right? Um, Socially, it's a mixed bag. You know, we, we got our issues in, us, in the inner city, but the black middle class does exist. We got to do more, and that's part of Minneapolis' problem. They don't have a black middle class, indigenous black middle class. Everybody's imported. Two, um, you, you, you got the economics, right? Tied back to businesses, home ownership. It's all about money in the United States of America. Now, in order to regulate the money, you got to have the government and you got to vote. That's why they didn't want us to learn to read and they kept us from voting for 100 years. And the minute we got the voting power in 1965, when I was five years old, within 43 years, we had a black president. And today, you have what I call the new Dixiecrats. Uh, the women running for governor down in Georgia, Abrams, uh, 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 Richmond out of uh, Louisiana, 
the Senator out of Georgia. That used to be Strom Thurmond, Jesse Helms, and, and all those other people, right? So, yeah, and they're going after these uh, secretaries of state uh, to rig the election. But we've seen this before, and we've defeated it before. And this, this is the last gasp of a dying dynasty. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? I mean, uh, you're probably heading off to Washington. What does the Twin Cities do for an advocate? Well, actually, I'm not moving. I'm staying here. I spent a lot of time on the horn and on the airplanes, but I'm going to be here. I think that we we always expect things to be easy, all right? And we just we're, we want a microwavable solution. Hey, newsflash, the pandemic is now two years old. All right, settle in, get used to it, work through it. And the second thing is, there will always be a counterattack any time that we make progress. That That's just the way the struggle goes. Get over it. And learn from people like Mel Reese that it's not enough to just be angry. You have to advance solutions, work with others. And remember, you can't win every argument. Sometimes you got to lose to keep people next to you. If you do that and keep the pressure on, I think we're going to keep uh, making progress. But the biggest thing in the Twin Cities, everybody, 8 to 80, must get this. We must create an indigenous black middle class. People like Tito Wilson and Mr. Houston and Kenya buying buildings, owning things. We don't own it. we got to own it here. No more social programs. All right? It didn't work. The best social program is what? A job. <laughs> so I don't know anybody who would trade their job to be unemployed and, and, and welfare. I heard someone the other day talking about they're going to send people checks $500. I said, no, what you're really doing is creating a job for the people that administer the checks because nobody's going to make it on $500. We give our students close to that in 20 weeks, and then when they come out, they make $65,000. Know, what are you talking about? <laughs> but there's a whole infrastructure built up on the on the backs of black folks and poor people, and I call that the misery management machine, and they are lying. It has not worked. Look at us. Lewis, we got to keep in touch. Folks, i got to let you know something. Uh, I had this story about Lewis becoming the national president, oh, maybe about six weeks ago. And, uh, Lewis, I, I feel terrible about my uh, prowess as a journalist. I had the scoop that everybody in America got you on before I did. Something's wrong with that. <laughs> you know, but you got me all the time, man. It's I, Actually, you might be the first real interview. I'm pretty low-key. I've been recovering from all kinds of stuff over here. So I appreciate this. This is my people. This town's been very good to me. You've been good to me. Uh, my heart is broken with the loss of Mel Reeves. You know, there's so Same many here. of you have been part of my life for so many years. And I tell folks all of my success is attributable to the people who are in my life and who've tolerated me. And I want to, first of all, thank you, Freddie, for what you've done with the station and for being my friend. And you're our friend as well. Thank you so much, Lewis, and congratulations. Folks, he is the new president of OIC America, and we got it on KMLJ. Thank you, sir. Take care.